0: Om um, namo bhagavate vasudevaya 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 Shrimad Bhagavatam Canto 11 Chapter 12 Text number 3 uh, translation and commentary by Servants of His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Sat <laughs> sangena, sangena Hi, hi. Yatudhanaha ya ya Rigaha Hagaha, Hagaha Gandharava, Gandharava Apsaraha Absaraha, Absaraha, Nagaha, Sidhaha, Charana, Guhyakaha, Satsangena Hidaitaya, Satsangena Hidaita. Yatudha namriga kagaha gandharab saraso naga <Siddha-s-charan-guh-yakha> Yatudhanamriga Nam Gandharab sarasonaga, dandarab By association with my devotees. This is spoken by Krishna He, he. certainly, certainly. Daiteyaha. Daiteyaha the sons of Diti, the sons of Diti. Yatudhanaha. Yatudhanaha demons, demons. Rigaha. rigaha, animals, animals. animals. Kagaha. kagaha. Does anyone know what that means? Birds, Birds. Birds. Do you have that in your language? At all no no, by reading Prabhupada's books. Mm. It comes in your language also. The usual term is pakshi. Mm, also. Mm? Not an often used word. Kaga. Traditionally they in Uh huh. Yeah, so Kagaha, birds. Gandharvas. Gandharabas. Apsarasaha. Apsarasaha, the society girls of heaven. Girls of
1: heaven. That's
0: Srila Prabhupada. Society girl is Srila Prabhupada's, well it's a archaic English way of saying, courtesan, which is a, hmm? not exactly a prostitute, but something like that. High class prostitute, you could say. <laughs> Nagaha. Nagaha. Snakes. Snakes. Siddha. Siddha. Residents of Siddha, Loka. Siddha. Charana. 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 <coughs> the Charanas. The Guhyakaha. Viviyakha. The Guhyakas. Vidyadharaha. Vidyadharaha. The residents of Vidyadharaloka. The residents of Vidyadharaloka. Manusheshu. Manusheshu Among the human beings. beings. Vaishyaha. Vaishyaha, Mercantile men. men. Shudraha. Shudraha, Laborers. laborers. Striyaha. Women. women. Yeah, obviously these are very... uh, General terms, because vaishya doesn't necessarily mean the merchant community, but it's a general term. And shudra doesn't necessarily mean laborer. It can be laborer. We generally think of someone just just does manual work, but of course it can mean uh, a musician, an entertainer, uh, an artisan, like it's someone who works with uh, stone or uh, gold. Goldsmith. Uh, Kamina Kayasta, who's an administrative position, and so on. <clears throat> Striaha, women. Antyajaha, uncivilized men. Rajaha. Oh, I'm going on here. For I, actually, I should just read. After this verse, there are other verses which come. Vaisha Shudra Striyontya Jaha Rajasthama Prakritayas tasmin tasmin Yuge Yuge Bahavamat Padang praptas Tvastra Kayad Havadaya Vishabhara Baliir Mayas Chata Vibhishana Sugrivo Hanuman Riksho Gajogrid Okay, I'll just go into the translation, because many of these are <coughs> names, anyway. Uh, so, in, a, in every yoga, many living entities entangled in the modes of passion and ignorance gain the association of my devotees. Such, such living entities as the daityas, Rakshasas, birds, beasts, Gandharvas, apsaras, nagas, siddhas, charnas, guhyakas, and vidyadharas <clears throat> as well as such lower-class human beings as the Vaishas, Shudras, women and others, were able to achieve my supreme abode. Vritrasura, Prahalad Maharaj and others like them also achieved my abode by association with my devotees, as did personalities such as Harva, Bali Maharaj, Bana Sura, Maya, Vibhishana, Sugriva, Hanuman, Jambavan, Gajendra, Jitayu, Tulad, Dharma Vyad Kubja, the gopis in Vrindavan and the wives of the Brahmanas who were performing sacrifice. <coughs> Purport. <coughs> the Lord has mentioned devotees such as the gopis in Vrindavan and also demons like Bana Sura to illustrate how he comes under the control of those who surrender to him. It is understood that devotees like the gopis and others mentioned here obtained pure love of Krishna, whereas the demons generally obtained only salvation. Many demons were purified by association with devotees and came to accept devotional service to the Lord as the most important among the various activities in their lives. But the exalted devotees like Prahlad and Bali Maharaj knew nothing except devotional service, which they accept as their very life. Still, the reformed demons are also mentioned so that readers of Srimad Bhagavatam will understand the enormous benefits one may achieve by associating with devotees of the Lord. The demon Vritrasara was the pious king Chitrakayetu in his previous life, during which he associated with Sri Muni. Sri Angiramuni and Lord Sankarshan. Sankarshan is here being given as an example of a devotee. Because the point of these verses is that by association with devotees, one achieves devotion. So he's also a devotee. <laughs> Prahlad Maharaj, being the son of Hiranyakashipu, is considered a daitya or demon. Yet while still in the womb of his mother, Kayadhu, he associated with Narada Muni by sound vibration. It's uh, buttermilk churning, is it? Probably better not to do it just here. The demon Vrshabhava was abandoned by his mother at birth but he was raised by a Muni and became a devotee of Lord Vishnu. Bali Maharaj associated with his grandfather Prahlad and also with Lord Vamanadeva. Bali Maharaj's son, Banasura, was saved by association with his father and Lord Shiva. He also associated with Lord Krishna personally when the Lord cut off all but two of his one thousand arms, which had been awarded as a benediction by Lord Shiva. The Lord Shiva gave him the benediction of having 1,000 arms, and Lord Krishna gave him the benediction of cutting off 998 of them. The demon Maya, Dhanava, constructed an assembly house for the Pandavas, and also associated with Lord Krishna himself, eventually achieving the shelter of the Lord. Vibhishana was a pious-natured demon, the brother of Ravana, and he associated with Hanuman and Ramachandra. Sugriva, Hanuman, Jambavan, and Gajendra are examples of animals who achieved the mercy of the Lord. Jambavan, or Riksharaj was a member of a race of monkeys. He personally associated with Lord Krishna, fighting with him over the Siamantaka jewel. The elephant Gajendra in his previous life had association with devotees and at the end of his life as Gajendra he was personally saved by the Lord. Jatayu, the bird who at the cost of his own life assisted Lord Ramachandra associated with Sri Garuda and Maharaj Dasharath as well as other devotees in Ramalila. He also personally met with Sita and Lord Rama. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, the association that the Gandharvas, Apsaras, Nagas, Siddhas, Charnas, Guhyakas, and Vidyadharas had with the devotees is not very prominent and does not need to be mentioned. Varnikpata is a Vaisha and his story is mentioned in the Mahabharat in connection with the pride of Jarjali Muni. <clears throat> and that's the... No, sorry. the importance of association with devotees is illustrated in the story of Dharma Vyad, the non-violent hunter, as described in the Varaha Purana. In his previous life he somehow became a Brahma Rakshasa or a Brahmana ghost, but was eventually saved. In a previous Kali Yoga, he had the association of a Vaishnava king named Vasu. It's uh, well known if you go through Mahabharata and Puranas. This uh, Upi upicha- up- What is it? The lady Kubja associated di- directly with Lord Krishna, and in his in her previous birth, she had associated with Sri Narad Muni and uh yeah in a previous birth she was also mantara same hunchback mantara you all know who that is in ram essential figure in ram there'd be no ramayan if it wasn't for her that's according to uh, Garga-Sanghita. Many of the personalities in Krishna-leelage describe their previous life and how they came to be in such a situation in this life. Mm-hmm. The gopis of Vrindavan rendered service to saintly persons in their previous births. because they are different gopis, so... Um, well, some of them were saintly persons in their previous life That's the the rishis of Dandakaranya Rishichara gopis That's also mentioned in the Garga Samhita All different classes of, There was the Yagya Sitas That Lord Ram was performing Yagyas. It's described in Srimad Bhagavatam for thousands of years But his wife wasn't there, so he made a deity of her For every Yagya. And then they all became gopis, and they're all different gopis from different backgrounds. When Ram went to Mitila, the city of Janak Maharaj, then not only Sita was there as a young beautiful girl; there are so many others, and they also desired to join Lord Ram in his leela. So they also became gopis like that. So there are many different gopis. From different backgrounds. Means apart from those who were uh, already Nitya Siddha, but there are many others also who joined. The Rasalila is always increasing, they're always more and more copious. It's inconceivable. Mm. Having had ample association with devotees, they became gopis in Vrindavan in their next lives and associated with the eternally liberated gopis who had descended there. They also had association with Tulsi Devi or Vrindadevi. The wives of the brahmanas performing sacrifice had association with women sent by Lord Krishna to sell flower garlands and betel nuts and heard about the Lord from them. That's also described in Krishna book, how these... uh, Pulinda women in the area of Rajamandala yeah, that means they're tribal nowadays we call them tribal in English so they're also there and they uh, they're also attracted to Krishna it's presumed they were quite ugly <coughs> and they were supposed to be very lusty because they're very low class so uh, Krishna would embrace the gopis and some kumkum would fall on the ground from the gopis' breasts and they would smear that on their breasts and then their lust would go away. So they would go around they would collect fruit and different things from the forest and go to the villages and in this way uh, when they met the wives of the normally wives of brahmanas wouldn't have anything to do with such women but they, if they come selling something door to door, and naturally women, when they speak, at least what little I've observed, they like to talk about love affairs and handsome men and all this kind of thing when women get together. And so they spoke about Krishna. They would talk about... Naturally, uh, having seen Krishna from a distance, or, or just even... They, they Naturally, their mind became absorbed in thought of him and they would talk about him They became infected with Krishna consciousness and the wives of the Brahmanas who were living just at the edge of Ranja Mandala they heard about this and then they also became infected with Krishna consciousness so these verses yeah anyway uh, recently I went through the 11th and 12th cantos of Bhagavatam, rediscovering uh, so much treasure which is there. Um, Many of the verses of the 11th canto are traditionally much quoted among Gorya Vaishnavas, but uh, Srila Prabhupada himself didn't quote them so much, and he didn't translate them, so uh, in Iskcon, they tend to be not so... Well known. There are many uh, important verses there. Um, these verses, are, when we say important, of course, all the verses are important. But um, So when we say important, we mean those that are often quoted. Uh, the verses which I just read are not that much often quoted. Um, they, they will be in the sandharabas but then so many verses are in the sandharabas but uh, I, I just chose them I chose these verses I chose a few verses here from um, on the topic of association with Krishna's devotees the value of that so these are very uh, inspiring verses how uh, and very sweet how Krishna extends his mercy to People or and even less than people uh, of course, there are some who are considered more than people. if we talk about humans as earthlings, then the Gandharvas, Apsaras, siddhas they 're on a higher level, but not very high uh, they 're not real full scaled demigods they 're Sometimes they're called upadevatas. There's, there's some; they're not really the topmost, uh, but they're considered higher than the humans. Uh, snakes, vulture. Vulture is considered uh, inauspicious. If a vulture comes and lands on the building, that's considered very inauspicious. Because their business is to uh, find some dead body and eat that. So it's it's not a high birth. Uh, But even the vulture became famous. The name of Jatayu is still famous as a great devotee of Lord Rama. So, all these personalities attain the mercy of Krishna. Asura Shakal, Payalo Charam, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, all the demons, they attain to your lotus feet. Well, not all of them, but many, they attain the mercy of Krishna. So that's very, uh, that's very inspiring for us. Of course, in the present age, we're all Everyone who is a devotee of Krishna is from a fallen background because everyone in Kali Yuga is fallen. Of course, everyone in the material world is fallen, but in Kali Yuga, everyone is fallen. We have divisions of high class and low class, but if any of us were transported back in time, say, two or three hundred years in India, every one of us would be considered completely low class. Uh, speaking English that in itself would be considered extremely low class nowadays it's considered high class to, to, why, why, why do I speak the language of these leches uh, <coughs> things are used, wearing sewn cloths, very low class wearing shoes well for kshatriyas it's alright but for brahmins uh, so, are all these things uh, this uh even processed sugar, in it when, uh, uh, non-indigenous vegetables and fruit to eat. That red foods such as red papaya, watermelon. Just even any of these things. If you did, then you'd be considered immediately very low, very low class. And what to speak of getting an edu, being edu. What is considered now? very high class, to be educated in all this materialistic Western education, that would be considered a total disqualification from any civilized society. I just read yesterday one of our uh, devotees, one of Prabhupada's disciples, in the 1970s. She's from America. So she went with her sons to Radha And uh, it's very hot and one of her sons begged some water from the house of some Babajini or Vairagini or whatever you want to be. there's no such thing as Babajini uh, Vairagini. and uh, so she gave the glass of water he touched to the lip and one Vairagi and there say ah this lecher touched your cup you gave water, so I'll never, I'll never see you again. They were so strict about caste and all this kind of thing. That was in the 1970s. It was just considered automatically by being a Westerner, one is totally fallen. Because to take birth outside of India is itself fallen. And if you cross the ocean, you become fallen by going to such a, impious places. <clears throat> of course, India itself, what was con- previously considered the... Well, Srila Prabhupada said the whole world was Bharat, but even up until a recent time, the, uh, what is now Pakistan, that, that was the, the uh, pious place, the the Sindhu River is there, and the ancient civilization, Takshila, Takshashila, yeah. That was there, and, and uh, Bhaktisthan Saraswati went there for preaching. It was, it was just part of India, and then all of a sudden it's become inimical to India. And if we read that book, Breaking India by Rajiv Malhotra and Aravinda Nilakantha, Kanta. Nila Kanta. We see that they want to turn the whole of India into Pakistan or something. And uh, look what they're doing in, in Syria and Iraq. Uh, it's, uh, it's all American foreign policy. So anyway, we didn't come here to discuss that. But these are issues we should also be aware of because... Uh, India is the land of Krishna On the, in this world is where he comes to so we want to keep it like that and not make it into uh, one big Pakistan <coughs> so anyway the point I'm making is that uh, in this age we're also Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes to save the fallen and everyone is fallen in Kali Yuga so maybe we don't appreciate so much the import of these teachings that even the most fallen people—not just one or two, but many—are delivered to Krishna consciousness. Krishna, Krishna is so merciful that by the association of his devotees, even persons who are totally unqualified, they can achieve the highest perfection. But it's it's something exceptional because it's expected that the high class people they will take to krishna consciousness and that's also indicated in the very section of bhagavad gita where krishna himself says that the low class people can come to me which imam he yapi these verses are very controversial nowadays especially the word striya in there um, but Krishna says, those who take shelter of, in me uh, uh, even if they are from a very sinful background and he gives the examples of striya, vaisya, tatashudra, they can achieve the highest destination so shudra, we can understand, that's very low. Uh, women, previously it was understood that this is a lower birth. Nowadays it's, as I say, very controversial. But why Vaisha? One Srila Prabhupada is asked about this and he said, because they're always in are just interested in money. They're materialistic. So, Krishna says, they can come to me. But then in the next verse... Uh, king puna brahmana punya bhakta raja shyasthata anityamasukam lokam imam prapya as krishna says then what to speak of those the brahmanas the pious brahmanas the kings devotional kings that means not duryodhana and karna not those but the kings like Pious kings, devotees, and certainly they should reach me. So, in other, in other words, Krishna is saying everyone can come to me. To be in, of a sinful background is not a disqualification, but still it's expected that those of higher birth—they're more likely to come. So, in the in the eleventh canto of Bhagavatam, which is where these verses are from, there's a lot of discussion about. The mode, the modes of nature, how the mode of goodness is condu- it's conducive for self-realization for Krishna consciousness, but then Krishna throws in this thing and says, well, anyway, if you associate with devotees, then you can eh, all this mode of goodness. And this. he doesn't say the mode of, you have to forget the mode of goodness, but he says that you can immediately transcend. <laughs> Brahmabhu Yaya Kalpate. That again comes. This verse again comes after discussion of the three modes of material nature, the superiority of the mode of goodness, but somehow or other, if we can come to the level of uh, uh, unalloyed, undeviating devotional service, then automatically we cross over the three modes. Um, Even persons in, in, in the Rajagun. Even in tamagun, tamagun means uh, the, the animals are generally considered to be uh, largely in tamagun because they have no sense of discrimination, right and wrong, no higher intelligence, simply concerned with eating, sleeping, mating and defending. Haya Maitanamcha. pashubya narahanam So, and uh, also the uh, vicious demons who are simply interested in giving pain to others, they're considered to be in the Tamaguna. And humans in general, they're considered to be in Rajaguna. There may be a small population of Brahmanas may be in sattva But those, anyway, whatever situation one is in, if one gets the association with uh, of devotees, they can come to the highest platform, full devotion. So in devotional service, there's no... We, we don't emphasize this caste, who's of a high caste, this, that. Although in, uh, up until a recent time, it was very prominent in Indian society. And uh, unfortunately based on birth, but it was, based, it was this Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Sudra uh, division within human society based on, only on birth. Uh, but that is part of Vedic culture. And Krishna Himself upholds that. Uh, for instance, when the Brahmana Sudama comes to His residence, although Krishna is an opulent prince, uh, He gives respect to the impoverished Sudama and to Narada, when Narada comes, because Narada is a Brahmana. Uh, and so there is very much consideration of uh, hierarchy and stratification. Uh, according there in manu Sanghita, there are various um, categories of various uh, conditions which are given uh, the brahmanas they they give most importance to knowledge they respect someone who's got more knowledge the kshatriyas to those who have more power the vaishyas to those who have more wealth and Among the Shudras, the only consideration is age. Someone who's older is considered. Among their own class. So, uh, there there are uh, various criteria. That's the word I was looking for. Various uh, criteria. And the brahmanas say, among devotees, purity. (laughs) But there's also consideration of position. And Śrīla Prabhupāda upheld that. He wanted that because it's necessary in uh for human society or even devotional society and it also facilitates uh, an an exchange or exchange of relationships. If everyone's all the same, it's supposed to be on the same level, then no one has any regard for anyone. <laughs> but in uh, we see in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is uh, recognized by everyone. and Those devotees who are very close to him are also respected. Even Rupa Goswami, when he comes into the assembly of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's devotees at Puri, Rupa Goswami bows down to them all and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tells them, you all give him blessings. Uh, so there is... Uh, stratification but ultimately uh, how much one is attached to Krishna that is the important criteria and those who are attached to Krishna just by their association others can be benefited so in one purport, Srila Prabhupada he, he said I request all the members of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness to become pure devotees so that people of the world may be benefited by them so uh, Exalted persons they travel in this world mahad vicharanam niranam grihinam dinachaitasam Well that was a uh... Spectacular sound. This half verse which I just spoke was spoken by Nanda Maharaj when Garga Rishi came to his home and Nanda Maharaj said to him that great persons like Garga. Uh, they move around on the surface, they move around on the earth for the sake of uplifting persons like myself who are grihasthas of low, low consciousness. So in this way, devotees, they're supposed to move around in the world and uplift others. Mm. That's one may think, well, I'm not a devotee. But we may think, well, I, I, I'm, I can't purify anyone. A devotee shouldn't think, ah, oh, yeah, I think I'll go and purify everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, this first, when the BJP came, um, they had their first uh, large number of MPs in the parliament. Mm-hmm. That would be under Bajpayee. So there were some swamis there, and this and that, and some of the press reporters asked, What are you Swamis doing sitting in the parliament? That's not what Swami is doing. He said, Well we're we're going there to purify it. So they had the feeling, we're we're going to purify it. everything. Patita Pavana that Chaitanya Mahabhu came to purify. But so Vaishnav doesn't think, um, yes, I think I'll go there and then uh I'll purify the place. But he thinks that by the mercy of my spiritual master I have received the gift of Krishna consciousness which is purifying so because I am connected with my spiritual master who is a pure devotee and because he's given me the instruction to chant Hare Krishna so even though I do so with all my contaminated consciousness but still by the mercy of my guru others may become purified by that and it is not that they just go there and be there here I am And radiate purification. But they chant Hare Krishna. They go in the streets and chant Hare Krishna, and they hold meetings to discuss topics of Krishna so that others may come and in this way be benefited. It's not just that by by their presence, others are benefited because they talk about Krishna and they try to bring others to Krishna consciousness <clears throat> so uh, in the verse just after this uh, Krishna says that after these four verses which I just read about how people people, non-people, birds and elephants, all kinds of living beings achieved perfection by association with devotees. So Krishna, after this, I I just read verses 3 to 6 of chapter 12 of the 11th canto of Bhagavatam. So in verse 7 Krishna says, The persons I have mentioned did not undergo serious studies of the Vedic literature, nor did they worship great saintly persons. means not as they didn't have a regular... they weren't regular disciples. Kubja, she wasn't a disciple. Or, or Jatayu wasn't undergoing, He uh, wasn't sitting in an ashram. No such thing. Nor did they execute severe vows of austerity. They didn't do anything special or particularly pious. But they got, and as Krishna says, simply by association with me and my devotees, they achieved me. So, commenting on this, um, Śrīla Jīva says that, that no method of spiritual advancement is better than association of devotees. <coughs> Śrīla Prabhupāda, he made this international society for Krishna consciousness. He wanted to make devotees so that people of the world could be benefited by their association and temple is to be built here. People will come to see the temple, the architectural uh, attraction. Uh, Those who are pious, not just for the architecture, they'll come to see the deities. And those who are most intelligent will come to see the devotees. But most people are not intelligent. So... Therefore a temple is built So that many people will come And people will come They should get the association of devotees Nowadays uh, it, More and more things are being done By technology By robots Already you can have uh, For a long time There have been This, this uh, instrument is invented you, I don't think you see it much in South India But in North India it's quite common But at the time of Arati You press a button and then you have your your music, your drum being beat and then the cymbals and it goes on throughout the arati. So, and also it's very common in our temples that there's arati, there's one pujari offering and there's a whole kirtan with hundreds of people uh, going on by the uh, recorder, that's all. There's only the pujari and the deities but it sounds like a big kirtan. <laughs> but there's no one there. At least there might be some demigods there, but you can't see them. <laughs> so it is possible. You can do everything by machine. You can. There are automated chapati-making machines. So you can... In, in our Food for Life or whatever they're called, midday meals or whatever, they have chapati-making machines and kichri-making machines. So all you have to do is pour the rice and dal in... You don't even have to do... It. It's computer control, everything. So, you can do that, but... Where's the bhakti? <laughs> uh, I'm not saying there's no bhakti, but there to personally cook and then just put the exact amount of spices and do everything very nicely for Krishna. There's this modern age, as I've several times said, is... Taking away the opportunity for service nowadays nowadays, instead of fanning the deities all day, which would previously be done in the hot season, you just pop, press a, press a button no, nowadays not even press a button it 's some remote control thing, and then that 's it that 's the fanning done so the fanning is done by machine, the uh, kirtan is done by machine the lighting is done by. Machine. You switch like this. Not. Still in some temples, as in Guru Vayur in Kerala, if they have a thousand deepams, then personally people have to go and light each lamp and they have to clean it. Cleaning the deepams, that's a big job. But with electric light bulb, you just stick it in, when it goes out, throw it away, get a new one. So... Bhakti is practical activity, and the devotees they they manifest that is that in the world, and they attract others to engage in devotional service activities of devotional service. So a temple also means opportunities for people to come and perform service. So much service to be done in uh, physical service, cleaning. Uh, I think it was the first time I went to Natwara I was quite impressed how uh, uh, first Arati in the morning it's not very early Their Mangala as they call it we call it Mangala they call it Mangala so it's a little late because the idea is that anyway Krishna is a young boy so let him sleep a little don't get him up so early. Don't give him all these austerities. So it's a little late and so many people are there and then when it's over then they uh then you're thrown out of the everyone has to go out of the temple. Thrown out means it's done very nicely, these uh Pandas, mukyaj they they beat everyone with a gumcha and drive them out. You've all you've seen it, huh? When they're coming for... In the daytime, they're coming for darshan. And people at the front, they'll be... Cholo, Cholo. They're beating them, but beating them with a gumcha. So it doesn't hurt. But but giving them the message. Come on, you move on. There are others coming. So anyway, the first time I went... I came out. And immediately, the curtain is closed. And baby Krishna, oh, just got up. So now he has to be fed and all these things. A lot of feeding. In this uh, valab Sampradaya, they feed Krishna a lot throughout the day. Good appetite, especially milk products and heavy food. He's a young boy. He can take it on. He's working, going out in the, taking the cows out, a lot of work. So, young boy should eat a lot. Generally, mothers like to feed their sons a lot. So, uh, yeah I saw it then immediately it's finished, and then you see these these men they're obviously rich men. they have this very thin cuddy cloth nicely starched, which you can that means high class with the with the uh gold what do you call that button thing? Yeah. not buttons exactly cufflinks yeah cufflinks is the, they instead of using buttons they use these these and they have a little string of gold. I don't know what they're called. I only saw it in India, actually. I don't even know what it must have some name, but I don't. Know. Do you know what that is? The Hindi name for that? They have, instead of having buttons, there's little gold buttons with with a gold chain. So obviously they're they're very rich people, but they they got the brush and they're doing jharu seva because this is serving Krishna. So the temple gives the opportunity to serve Krishna and particularly because they are rich people they, I, I would guess they take special pleasure in that because they can't, by their social position they're not allowed to serve anyone even if they wanted to It's just in the, in the caste system or Vedic society you're not allowed to do menial service That is the dharma of a shudra. You're not allowed to do it. But they they like to do it for Krishna. Everyone can do it for Krishna. Ambarish Maharaj personally cleaned the temple even though he's the king. The uh, mayor of Puri no, sorry, the king of Puri not the mayor. The king of Puri personally cleans Jagannath's cup. And when Prataparudra Maharaj did that, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became very pleased. He said, oh, He's doing Tucha Seva. In Tucha means insignificant, but for Krishna, it's very significant. And Maharaj Pratap Rudra would have thought that he's ruling the whole kingdom, but for him, more important is to sweep in front of Jagannath. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became very pleased with that. Why? Because it's a mode of devotion Showing oneself to be very small. So association with devotees is uh, very powerful. These verses, Jiva Goswami comments that one may serve the devotees of the Lord through ceremonial worship. That means doing... Just like when Gargamuni comes to uh, Nanda Maharaj or when Sudama comes to Krishna, then you welcome him, sit down, wash his feet dry his feet, offer him something to drink uh, actually in, in Vedic culture to, well, you can give water but better to give this some uh, argya a nice scented water with. Uh, oh, oh. Um, so very nice ceremonial worship or just by associating with them just by being with devotees one becomes purified association with pure devotees is sufficient for self realization because one can learn everything about spiritual advancement from such devotees by such devotees by their they'll teach you verbally and just by being with them one can know what it means to be a devotee so Śrīla Prabhupāda, again, Hari Shri Prabhu, that is a living Bhāgavatam. He lives. There are two kinds of Bhāgavatams. bhagavata baro bhagavata Shastra or bhagavat bhakta bhakti rasa <coughs> the, uh the, There are two Bhāgavatas. Bhāgavata means that is which is in association with Bhagavan. And actually you can say that there is also Bhāgavat-katha, Bhāgavat-kirtan, Ah, there may be, it could be used as an adjective for so many things, but principally Bhagavat means the book, Bhagavat. So that's important. Ek Bhagavata borrow, the borrow, the big one is the book, that, because that's, that gives the standard, that defines who is Bhagawan, who is a devotee, what is Bhakti. And one more is the devotee, who's called a Bhagavat. Devotees are up to the present day. Devotees are called Bhagavats or in North India. Bhagat—they made it shorter. So Bhagavat. So uh, the devotees—they personified the teachings of the Bhagavatam. Here, there's a list of so many great devotees. The uh, so many de- so many devotees have been given. Some names, some personal names have been given, uh, and some classes of devotees have been given. Some names, Gajendra, Hanuman, Rishaparva, Dharma Vyad, Tuladha, Thulad, uh, and then there are others Guhyakas, Charanas, Apsaras. But in, in a pure devotee, you see in Srila Prabhupada, all is, yes, Yasti, Bhaktiya, Bhagavatya, Kinchana, Savari Gurnais, Tattva, Samasate, all the qualities of all the great devotees are personally present, so by association with him, many persons who were just like that uh, at Radhakund, I gave that example persons who actually this idea that you should now you shouldn't associate with them that is correct shouldn't associate with such people, you become contaminated if you associate with these, but because they're devotees. If it's just an ordinary American, then no, no, don't associate. That will spoil you. But if they're devotee, even they're from such a background, they can purify the whole world. So this is a very important teaching also, because to to consider a Vaishnava, oh, he's very low class. Vaishnava Jati Buddhi. That's Naraki Buddhi. One who considers a devotee in terms of their uh, background their, their bodily social, cultural background such a person is an offender Srila Prabhupada when he first brought his western disciples to India um, many people welcomed them and many people were very skeptical about them because they hadn't, culturally they were still acting and in many ways thinking it seems like American he's very low class I'm, this is even uh, this must have been yeah, 20 years ago whenever it's in the past I say 20 years about 20 years ago <laughs> one of my godbrothers from America he was at Iskon Baroda and then some cow from outside had come in so he took off his shoe and from behind beat the cow to go outside so uh, 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 you just don't know. And then there was another sannyasi from Canada had come with a group of devotees at Baroda, Iskon. They had these benches outside. So one of the women in his party was sitting on the bench and he just sat down and started talking to her. Sat down next to her and started talking to her. He didn't think that, well, I'm a sannyasi and I shouldn't sit next to woman, especially in public, especially in the temple in public. But he never saw such things. And this was after this was after twenty years of Prabhupada since Prabhupada came to teach and still they hadn't picked and they still didn't pick up anything more since then. Hare Krishna. And in fact, our Indian devotees they think, Oh, it's Western, it must be right, and they're losing all their culture. In fact, we often see that people from uh, They come to ISKCON from a cultured background and then they in India. Cultured background means in India. And then they lose it by coming to ISKCON because they we're modern. Ah, anyway, that's another subject. So, uh, Srila Prabhupada, some people pointed out, these aren't, Prabhupada said that in Vrindavan, if our devotees drink by touching the lips to the cup, just for that, everyone will reject them they're uncivilized just for that what to speak of really gross behavior oh so many things I, I just read yesterday one of our sannyasis went to the house of a very big rich man is a sannyasi actually from New Zealand Prabhupada disciple and the rich man was doing his puja so The sannyasi said, you'll go to hell for keeping a sannyasi waiting. And the man was really upset. And and he had some big dogs, he said, and chased all the devotees away. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they they uncultured in terms of proper culture. And we find many mayavadis who are actually very, very cultured in their behavior. Even today, their general behavior they know how to behave as a sadhu I'm not talking about the famous ones the bogus ones but there are up to the present Vaishnavas, non-Vaishnavas they know the culture oh, that just when I said Vaishnavas that brought to mind one, one of my godbrothers he visited one of these um, sannyasis, a young man he was in his twenties at the time so they have these uh, padukas, wooden shoes. So he had this sannyasi, Madhva sannyasi, had the shoes outside the room, and they went. To, they were our devotees were going inside. So this Godbrother of mine from America saw the shoes, stepped into them, and said, "Hey, Swami, these are really good shoes." <laughs> and this another devotee who was with me told me this. And the Swami says very coolly, Oh, so now they are yours. (laughs) So very cultured. He didn't get upset. (laughs) So it's a fact that our devotees were very rough, but Prabhupada defended them. He said, no, they are sadhus. They're first-class sadhus because they're chanting their holy names and they're dedicated to Krishna. So, all this, uh, rough edges, we may say, lack of culture, that's, that's not the, uh, criteria. There is one verse which comes, I believe, in Chaitanya Mango, that, uh, oh, King Pori, Ugrasena, King Pori, what manliness did Ugrasena have? He was, we just arrested by his own son and put in prison. He wasn't a very powerful kshatriya. And uh, so, like, it goes on a whole list of what, what culture did, did uh, these uh, Hanuman have, or the monkeys have, and what purity did Kubja have. In other words, they lack the. But because they're devotees, they're glorious. So that's the point. By associating with devotees, one becomes purified doesn't mean we shouldn't have culture because the devotees should have sarvair uh, uh, sura. they should have all the qualities of the demigods the cultured people but the the point is that even if one is low class (laughs) uncultured if one associates with devotees he can achieve pure devotional service to Krishna so how glorious is Krishna that simply by associating with his devotees one becomes purified. And that's actually the point of this verse. Uh, that's another famous verse Yavana So this verse describes the glories of Krishna. And it says that even all the low class people, list of low class people, the, the Chinese, the, the Greeks, and Andras, oh, sorry for any <laughs> Andra people here. <laughs> uh, it's mentioned there in bhagavad <laughs> You're from Gujarat, but Ch- Chaitanya-Charitamrita also says, "Postime Lok Sha mura <laughs> For the people on the western side, they're all mudha, anacha. So that was referring to the western side of India. So don't laugh at the Andra people. <laughs> so anyhow, all these low-class people, they can be purified by association with the devotees of Krishna. Just see how powerful Krishna is. That even not by his own personal presence, by, the, by his devotees... People become purified. So, Hare Krishna. Go and deliver the world. We have to show. We should demonstrate this. We should also not be interested only in here in India there are many pious Hindus, mostly what we say more high class. We should go among the, among the low class people also. It's no, no great glory if the so-called high class people take to Christian consciousness. But if we, can go, if, if we can go among the Muslims, the Christians, the tribals, the atheists here in India and all over the world, that will be the great glory. At the present time in the Western world, our movement, if it's doing well anywhere, it's mostly doing well because of uh, pious Indians in America and England and uh, Russians. And somehow many Russians take to devotional service. So there are many pockets of Russian devotees in Israel and America. So... All right, it's a good thing they're carrying the ISKCON flag, but what about the others? The the real glory will come. Just like Srila Prabhupada, he went among people not at all pious, totally non-candidates for Krishna consciousness. And he made them. According to his own description, he lifted them to the standard of pure devotional service. So that's our challenge. It's, it's not such a great credit to. I'm not saying it's bad or wrong or that it's, it's just something very easy. But it's not such a great credit to that our movement is widely spread among the more sophisticated class. But for everyone, and that's ashram also engaging everyone. Hare Krishna. Any question? Please. Sometimes in India, our devotees, the leaders, they criticize. That the Westerners are not properly behaved. They are not encouraging to take center of such a devotee like this. Uh, and they're not encouraging to take shelter I don't know exactly what you're talking about but um, yeah in general is acharya means to uh, one who acinote yashastrani acaryas tapiyatipi swayam acyote yasmad acharyas tena kirtita. Acharya means one who knows the scriptures, lives according to them, and teaches according to them. So scripture, cultured behavior means according to Shastra. So that's normal human behavior. They're saying that uncultured people can take to krishna consciousness by association of devotees doesn't mean that we don't have to cultivate cultured behavior. Cultured behavior means according to Shastra that is favorable for devotion and then, and all the bhakti shastras say we should uh, they give all so many directions you, you keep Chulsi or a saintly person on your right side you don't walk with them on your left side all oh, so many details like that so this is this is favorable for devotion so in general we should approach Anacharya, who can teach us all these things. So, generally, it should be like that, yeah. At the end of the school, as <laughs> he said, that we teach one of the highest Indian community to animate the most devotees. We are satisfied with the performance, but it indicates our. But on the other hand in India we feel that we Still the higher class people and more. In India we are making only devoted from middle class. From middle class middle categories. Yeah, in India are movement's known as an urban middle class yeah. movement. It's we we're not doing anything for the tribals, the village people. And the very high class people don't, they have no interest. Yeah. But what is very high class in India? It means who's got money. Vitameva Kalonu in Amguna Achara means like Amitabh Bachchan or someone like He lives close to Ariscon Temple in Bombay, Juhu, never comes. Just round the corner, less than a kilometer away, never comes to the temple. I'm speaking about What do we mean by the very high class people in India? Oh, you mean that... I mean, hmm? we uh, well, people who have right in caste consciousness, they won't want to come because we have tribals as pujaris. and <laughs> you know, For them, it's... They don't like they that. that but they're
1: massive, they're
0: we distribute prasad to everyone. Uh, hmm? culturally, yeah. we don't some culturally, yes. Our movement, as I said, many people in India, we see they come from a at home, what culture they've learned, they lose it when they come to Iskon. So, in India I'm talking about. So, that's not very good. One good thing is, I see there are many uh, devotees in our movement in India who are actually interested in the old culture. And um, generally not only Iskon, but if, if anyone joins any... Hindu movement—they're usually interested in all these things, whether it's, even if even if the Siddhanta is completely bogus. Generally, then they become interested, and they want to. It, it, it's the old—they're interested in the old culture. Hinduism means the old culture, generally speaking, and so there are those who are interested in maintaining these things. But without Krishna consciousness, it's all useless, of course. But still, things like, just like when I first went to Belgaon and I saw the Rath Yatra there, this Rasamrit Maharaj, Dave Amrit Prabhu at the time, he had a whole team of devotees doing rangoli throughout the Rath I thought that's very nice, and now it's spread all over. It's become all over, even in the West. I see some Indians. Are Whereas Rangoli and iskon it wasn't there before. but uh, So that's something starting from Or oh, Pune also takes the credit, but I think it actually started from um, Huh? <laughs> started from Pune? Okay, all right, I'm corrected. Uh, so it started from there, and then many people said, oh, this is a very nice way to serve the Lord. And then others took it up, so that's something good, isn't it? something traditional for the lord I'm also promoting we should have temples without electricity that gives the opportunity to light the lamp and it makes a completely different atmosphere to to light all the lamps to personally fan the Lord. We've seen many temples uh, in north india they from outside, not the pujari inside the 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 uh, garbagriha. there. From outside you pull the rope and then the fan is fanning the Lord like this. So it gives opportunity for service. And there's a certain sweetness about that, just putting on a light. There's no sweetness, and there's no sense of, yes, I'm doing this for the the pleasure of the Lord. If you have to light 1,000 lamps... You do, you do it as a pleasure. If you have to do it, just, oh, it takes so much time, I could be watching TV. But uh, you say, oh, it's a very nice service to do this. And in Guruvaya, there'll be one caste of people. That's what they do. They they light the lamps and clean the lamps, and that's, that's all they do. That's their service, generation after generation. So these are very nice things. In Hare time, you, Krishna. Okay, please speak. Do you I think during Deep Bhadan, very nice atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sanctified atmosphere. Mm, yeah. Everywhere, in all temples, in homos. Yeah. Guruvan, here Khagas and Rukas all are uh, getting benefit mm. by association of your devotees. So, what about these deviating and sentimental devotees? Do people get benefit even from those who are devotees but they're deviated or just sentimental? Well, according to the level of devotee, the the benefit will be there. But we see our own Krishna conscious movement that Śrīla Prabhupāda's potency has worked even through very near-fight devotees. He would send devotees, you go to Japan, you go to Fiji, and they themselves may not be very strong even in following the regulated principles because they had faith in Prabhupāda and went on his order, people became devotees. In Russia, Śrīla Prabhupāda met one boy, preached to him for one or two days, initiated him and he spread Krishna consciousness all over Russia uh, he was making devotees by two methods. One was by preaching, another was by impregnating different women. And I hope their children became devotees. So, But he spread Krishna consciousness also. Prabhupada's potency was there. And uh, George Harrison, Prabhupada encouraged him to, to promote. Prabhupada gave a lot of importance to George Harrison. He mentioned him in his book, Upadesh Amrita, not directly, but it's clear he's referring to him. Because um, he saw, he had... He said, George Harrison, he wasn't in the Jayam Vishnupad Paramahamsa class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally a musician, you don't expect them to follow all the four-e-g-letter But Prabhupada's potency worked through him. Many... Of my godbrothers, they, they say they, they became inspired by George Harrison. I wasn't inspired by him. I just, in fact, when he came to the Manor, Bhaktivedanta Manor, there, in 1976, he was there once. He said, Oh, George, George Harrison came, we should go and see him. I deliberately avoided seeing him because I thought, So what? My <laughs> chance to see George Harrison. Actually, if I have, I should have seen him because Prabhupada liked him. But I didn't want to see him because the devotees. The reason all the devotees going to see him because they thought, oh, such a great, such a great person from a from their from material viewpoint. They they gave him such importance. So, yeah, a great devotee, their potency. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's potency is going on. He left this world five hundred years ago, but his potency is going on. So it may and so many uh, so many devotees they in, in early life they had some contact with Krishna consciousness at some level and later they come into association of seriously practicing devotees and because of that background they take it up very seriously there are there are many uh, one of your godbrothers in England he was raised by his mother I don't think he even knew who his father was his mother was a hippie but uh, she used to come to the Rathiatra in the 1970s she was never a devotee fully but she did some service this and that he remembered that in his childhood and later in life he took up Krishna consciousness seriously. So his mother, because she was she wasn't a serious devotee, but she had some affinity for Krishna consciousness. So he became benefited by that. So yeah. We may say deviated devotee there, but still their situation is unless they have some seriously envious opposite hunter their association is definitely, or their their whole life is definitely better than someone who has no interest in Krishna consciousness. If they have a seriously wrong understanding, for instance, that I am Krishna, and these uh, young women, they are gopis, so let us dance. That's a serious misunderstanding. And one may be benefited by associating just by hearing the name of Krishna, but the, the, the detrimental effect, at least in the beginning of, it, it'll be more than the, actually the, the good effect of Krishna consciousness can never be, it can never be less than the bad effect, but at, at least immediately, we'll be so misled that it'll be difficult for us to understand the right thing. Srila Prabhupada said about those who are offensive chanting, that they have to suffer the results of the offenses. And after that, the effect of chanting, the good effect, that can come through. But if the offensive mentality remains then uh, proper purification isn't going to be there. So one may be purified, for instance, in a way that uh, Shishupal was purified. He was attached to Krishna, but in the wrong way. So bhakti should be anukul. It's important to associate with devotees who are properly situated in service to Krishna. That's always recommended. Hare Krishna, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai.